0: Now, True Wealth presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Littlejohn and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, all right, Keg. Hey, you keep it together? Okay, there's
1: there's, there's always this moment right before go, they go on the hold air. Hold it
0: together. You got. You are a professional. <laughs> Welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. I'm your host, Dave Littlejohn. Oh. Joining me, of course,
1: is Katie Shook. There's there is. Something it's I you know, I I, uh, equate it to the person that's about to go on TV and is like checking their teeth to make sure there's nothing in there. You know, fixing their hair last minute. Right before we go on air, there's always some little quip or a joke or a smile or something. And man, the minute he pushes the OK button, I'm like losing it. Like I'm laughing hysterically. David and I have been running a hot tempo today. We've had lots of client meetings. And uh, so David has blessed me by picking up lunch. Yes, lunch at four o'clock at night. And I was eating it, and I said, "Oh my goodness, I'm so full." <laughs> I'm like,
0: "You're gonna. You, this is a professional show, okay? Varsity. I don't see any professional. Varsity. Oh. <laughs> yes, this is how we do this. And so, thank you all for tuning in. And yeah, we're gonna talk about your money today. We're gonna talk about a number of things, but I gotta tell you what's on my mind first, right? What's on my What mind? is on your mind, David? I'm glad you asked. Uh, so it's it's the end of the year, and there are housekeeping things financially at the end of the year that I encourage folks to do. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about end-of-year planning. Okay. And then I want to talk a little bit about beginning-of-the-year planning. Ah, so end-of-the-year.
1: Right? Well, we're getting pretty long so, in that so end-of-the-year planning. So basically
0: end-of-the-year and then goal-setting, right? It's I know it's right around the corner, but everybody's going to fake that weight-loss goal again and then fail, right? Because oh. we got New Year's coming up in less than three weeks. So, yeah, woohoo! And Santa Claus is already well on his way to town. And we talked about, hey, by the way, I don't know if you listen to the show regularly or not, but who's been watching the Santa Claus rally we talked about?
1: You have. I know I have. (laughs) But
0: has anybody else kind (laughs) of checked that out and said, like, well, what's the story here?
1: So when you, just in case we have new listeners who don't know what a Santa Claus rally is, what is that,
0: David? So we're just talking about how in December, whether or not things go up. So when we talked around uh we actually didn't is the funny thing so it's the uh, the eighth was last week and the markets have actually gone down a little bit since last week we're actually a little bit lower they've been up and down but we had sort of four days of down yesterday was a, a blip higher and then it sold off at the end today was up today was up and so uh, we're trading so did we at,
1: recover from that down cycle then?
0: No. I mean, so the high of the year so far is 3712.39 for the S&P. And, and we're today was that? We're at 36.94. That hit on, I think, December 8th. Okay, so 3712 and
1: we're at 36.94. So we're not far off. We're about eh, a handful of points, not mm-hmm. quite 20 points.
0: So, we, you know, we're like a third of a percent from our all-time highs. But it's it's been interesting that the Santa Claus rally has not materialized. Now, from... Uh, when we were talking back in like around October, well not in october we're talking around thanksgiving time right okay so the 24th it was at the market was at just a, a shade over 3600 at 3611 on the 24th so definitely so up uh, from thanksgiving you know, 80 points higher is about two and a half percent higher than it was at thanksgiving so that's a santa rally but the last two weeks have been just sort of sideways right and and Really, until today, we'd had I think five negative closes in a row for the S and P. So it's like, boo! What are you doing here? But
1: Amazon can't deliver before Christmas. That's really what it is. Everybody just went. I don't know.
0: Well, at this point, <laughs> you're, you're Christmas shopping. You're you're at the eleventh hour. You know, ten days to go, and your shipping is a wild card. So you do the best you can, right?
1: True. Very true
0: so anyhow as we're getting to the end of the year what is stuff that so maybe you know amazon's getting iffy i think that a lot of the time amazon can still pull it off amazon's got really remarkable infrastructure but uh, also props to ups fedex i was and the just gonna say office. i
1: want to i want to send a shout out to all of you delivery people who right. are working around the clock my poor m- mail lady was there way later than normal on her route last night, and I felt bad because I said, "Oh, I was expecting a package." And she goes, "No, I have somebody else that's delivering my packages for my route because I have so many packages I can't carry them in the car." Yeah, and I was like, "Man, these poor people are just
0: it's it is a right full court press right now." And so, just props to all of the post and parcel carriers out there. I'm just giving you a high five and like, "Hey, I feel you. I know you guys are working your tails and you know, off it's and been you're nice appreciated." To-
1: What's been nice to see is the community kind of rally behind that where they're leaving like snacks and drinks oh, yeah, and stuff. I know that. you did it, my mom did it. Um just to
0: have Say my wife Heather did that. Okay. She's the thoughtful one.
1: <laughs> it's at your house. <laughs>
0: Thank you, honey, for making us look so but benevolent.
1: Oh, but it's nice to, you know, like they are working hard and every once in a while having a little fuel pick me up, not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. So anyhow, uh, end of year, if if they're so Right. The, the companies that had the best pre-planning, it's been working out the best for them, right? when you talk about logistics, so what is your pre-planning? Or if it's not pre-planning, what can you still do between now and the end of the year in order to position yourself? So first of all, I'm talking to investors out there and those of you that are gainfully employed or have investment income. And so if you are not in that category then you may find yourself going well i don't know this is applicable and maybe not but guess what it's not bad knowledge to have
1: i was gonna say just knowing is helpful right because if it's not you right now sometimes it's temporary maybe you in the future
0: so we're going to talk first about what you can do personally and then we're going to talk about what uh, you could do if you're a business owner and we're going to keep this high level because i got other stuff to talk about today let me tell you but just end of year plans so first of all if you are going to have leftover savings, right? So money that money that you're not spending.
1: Leftover savings. Leftover
0: savings. That sounds, sounds weird, like a conundrum. Right? How, about, how about just how about
1: <laughs> extra savings? I'm just going to say extra? money
0: that you because of proper budgeting, you have more money that you earned more than you've spent. Which should be everybody, by the way. Right.
1: Excess savings. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So, how about, not even, left over. How about just savings, right? If okay. you have savings, good. Gosh, we really had to
1: beat that dead horse. Let's go.
0: No, this is a tough one to slog. <laughs> but so you've got savings. Some of the things that you can consider are tax planning decisions. Okay. So, for personal retirement plans, I have good news. Yes. Personal retirement plans, you do not have to make contributions at Christmas. No. You can actually make contributions to retirement plans for 2020 on the personal side of the equation up until tax deadline of the following year. Yeah, which is, well, the tax deadline of the year of the contribution. Right. Well, 2020 (laughs) taxes are not due until April 15th of 2021.
1: And this year they weren't due until July. (laughs) So you actually got a couple extra months to figure it out and still contribute for 2019. Yeah.
0: My guess is that doesn't happen again.
1: No, I right. think we were kind of in no man's land between March and April when COVID hit yes. and the, everybody just went, we're not ready yet. So they kind of gave us a little bit of a kicker.
0: Yep. So I think <laughs> that we will say there have been a number of rules that are a little bit weird uh, this year. You know, like, hey, no required distributions from your retirement plans if you don't want to. Okay. Which uh, you know. for
1: everybody that was taking RMDs, they're like, what do you mean I don't have to take it? So can I still take it? Is it still allowed? Yeah, you can still do it. You just not right. have to.
0: You don't have to. And that one was a weird one, too, by the way, because I think the intention was, oh, man, the stock market's beat up bad because of this shutdown. And so if we make people take money out, we really harm their permanent savings. Little did they expect that the markets may turn and rally from there. And so I'm sure they look back and the IRS is like, shoot, man, that was revenue we just didn't receive this year from a bunch of folks.
1: And that rule came on the heels of them moving the age limit back, right? So they moved it from 70 and a half to 72. So not only did they move the age back, and then they went, now you don't have to take them, and everybody went,
0: yeah. Well, I would consider that a problem if it weren't for the fact that government <laughs> apparently lives in money fantasy land <laughs> Where they could just print money all they want as With if there's the no foam consequences foam fairy. and so who cares about taxes, right? It's like these people out there saying we should cancel student debt and I go yeah Who cares about debt and who cares about all the people that paid for it? Because the taxpayer can pay for which those people that paid before can pay twice and somebody else doesn't have to pay at all Because they're not gonna be responsible for their decisions like that's a great idea Idea. And if you're curious what my opinion about is on student debt cancellation, hint, I don't like it.
1: Right. right? Well, I think there are like other debt, things
0: you could do. But right? you don't,
1: it's not even just student debt. You don't like debt cancellation in general. You I don't, don't like, like
0: debt cancellation anymore. I like the government running away without any accountability to its own budget. You know, I, I will just, I'm going to go on record again and say things that are kooky. Some of my listeners are going to love me and then a handful of people will hear this and be like, oh, I don't like that guy at all. Or much more venomous than that because that's the way the world works today. And that is that if we don't get our fiscal house in order, the United States doesn't stay the world's reserve currency. And it looks very different, right? If you want to start learning Chinese or something like that, that's on the horizon if we're not. And that's not a cultural shot at anybody. That's an acknowledgement that if you let your, you you run a fiscal train wreck, okay, eventually the rest of the world doesn't trust your currency. Okay. Bless sorry, you. those were bad sneezes. <laughs> I was really trying yeah. not to do
1: it close to the camera, I promise.
0: the, the camera. By the way,
1: can't, oh, see, my poor brain is so taxed right now. I'm pretty sure the wrong words are going to come out of my mouth. Have you I've had that a few times lately. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, goodness. I apologize, yeah. listeners. I'm sorry."
0: So, I don't think that nobody wanted an apology. We're all just like somebody out there's like, "Was that a COVID sneeze?" And the answer is, "No, that's no. a tickly nose sneeze. <laughs> They're different."
1: <laughs> that was a full belly sneeze.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, gosh, I derailed myself on this one.
1: Sorry, you were talking about learning Chinese and the fact that we're going to develop oh, like we're just, not going to become the world's currency anymore. Well,
0: if you make bad decisions. Right. So this its all back to the IRS and the, you know, the debt payments and this, that and the other. But it's uh, why does it matter whether or not they <laughs> collect taxes? Right. It seems like it doesn't matter to the IRS. It does. Just so you know, it does. And they'll come and get you for it. I'm just thinking it's hilarious that we can print you know, $4 trillion when our GDP is about $20 trillion. So we'd take 20% of our economy and just print money. Yeah. And that's fine. But, you know, so like, well, why are we collecting taxes then? And there, again, I'm, I'm being little, flippant. I'm
1: a little worried about how, like what tax laws are, are still being written right now that are inked, that it has, the ink hasn't dried yet. And what do we not know about? And how is it gonna all pan out next year?
0: Well, it's, they're not, yeah. They may be written, they're just not enacted yet. We'll see what the new administration uh, says. I mean, you know, the Electoral College has elected Trump. There's still, uh, you know, groups of folks that believe that this is, um, you know, illegitimate. And there's uh, I think there's still folks that believe that the Al Gore loss back in the day to George W. was illegitimate. So right. you're, you're going to always We're have still some waiting folks. for it all
1: to shake. out. I just kind of want to move on. I'm at the point where i'm like can you please just tell me so we can move on
0: well you can't until the senate's settled and so georgia is now enjoying oh. the spotlight all
1: right of course but yeah i got a tax a text today <laughs> i don't know if you're i'm still getting political texts from everybody wow. and i mean everybody both sides doesn't matter
0: yeah <clears throat> i dodge so <laughs> for all of you end of year folks on the personal side you can do retirement plan contributions and why do you care Because it reduces your adjusted gross income. Right. Okay. This is something that, uh, and it it comes off before any of your itemized deductions. That's kind of a cool thing. And now I'm not trying to give you tax advice here. I'm trying to explain how the system works. works. Okay. So if you earned $50,000 and you didn't itemize any of your deductions, then you get a standard deduction of I think twelve thousand four hundred dollars. It might be twelve thousand five hundred, but I think it's twelve thousand four hundred dollars this year. And that means that your income is now fifty thousand minus the standard deduction, right? So you're gonna be taxed on thirty seven dollars uh, something, right?
1: You said twelve thousand off of fifty, thirty seven
0: five. Twelve thousand four hundred. So wouldn't it be thirty six six or thirty 30, 37,600. 46,6, six, whatever. <laughs> Everybody out there, you math wizards, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> now you're confusing me on air. Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I was like, but, that math didn't add up. Wait a minute. Go back. <laughs> well, you know,
0: 50,000 minus minus twelve five would be 47, five, But it was minus minus twelve four, so it would be 47, six, right? You're
1: saying 1,200.
0: 12,500.
1: 50 minus 12 is not 40.
0: 30. Yeah. That's, that's what I said the whole time, right? <laughs> Belligerently recorded on air. <laughs> Everybody's out there going, God, and this guy's a financial guy. We got a calculator, okay? Doing it on the fly have, on the, on air. Have you, you remember I said it's been a day? <laughs> Whatever the case, it's, it reduces your income. So if you have, right. we'll keep the numbers easy, you know, 50 minus 12, 38. So you got 38,000, even though these aren't exactly accurate. Now you could deduct your retirement. Contributions as well. In fact, you can deduct those before your standard deduction. So and this year the limit six thousand. Six. So yeah, now I made forty four. Now I can take the twelve from that. So now I'm down to thirty two. Nice. Right. So that lowered my taxable income substantially because I never had eighteen thousand dollars of deduction. Okay, that's and again we're rounding numbers to make the math well, slightly easier. Well, and sometimes easier. that
1: lowering lowers you back down into a bracket that's more favorable too, yeah. or it so, can.
0: So let's talk about tax brackets for a moment, and I'm not going to bore you on this. It's just like the, what is the number one misconception in taxes? We'll cover that, but we got to take a break. Okay, so you want to know the number one thing that I see professionally people misunderstanding on their taxes? We'll cover that when we come back, but we got to take a break. Stick around. This is Dave Littlejohn and Katie Shuck. We got True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Gang, welcome back to The True Wealth Show, where if you were just joining us, you've missed the most exciting start of the radio show we've had all day. <laughs> and you should check out our <laughs> podcast to figure out all the glorious chat we had.
1: Oh, you love listening to us. You know you just want to listen to us over and over again yep, all So week.
0: littlejohnfs.com, and then you can tell your friends and family, and you guys can all get together around your podcast, whatever device it is and share those kumbaya stream moments stream it from alexa it'll be really something yes you could stream it from alexa now
1: everybody's device just went i know on and said, you what? should
0: stream it from she who shall not be named because <laughs> if you have one of those you're like stop saying her name Like, you're right
1: do you like it when she answers with random stuff And you're like that's not what i asked yeah at no all.
0: you go away yeah <laughs> you stop wiretap
1: <laughs> oh not going there dave too late so, all right
0: katie what is the number one uh, and I don't know that this is an unscientific misconception. poll. Yeah, unscientific poll of, hey, what do I personally, David, see as the number one misconception about taxes?
1: The number one misconception that we see in our office is that people think when their income goes up, if they cross a certain tax bracket, they assume that all their income is now taxed at that level.
0: Right. And it's and, not. And by the way, all of their income at that level, hmm. But somehow somebody believes if you cross like this magic line of demarcation.
1: Right. It's like, oh, you know, I went from 12 to 24. Now all my money is taxed at 24%. Yeah, like, like,
0: like the first dollar you ever made gets taxed higher than the one that you just put in.
1: Right. And it, and it, so what David's trying to get me to elaborate on. Is it doesn't. Right. So if let's um, and I, by the way, I'm admitting I don't know exactly where the tax bracket numbers don't lie. Know.
0: I mean, it, and but, they move it all the time.
1: Right. But I'm just saying, like, so if you're in like the 12 percent tax bracket and then let's say it's, you know, 60,000 and you cross 60,000 and all of a sudden now you're in the 20 percent tax bracket. Well, everything that you earned under 60,000 is still taxable at 12 percent. It's anything over sixty thousand that now gets taxed at the twenty percent level until you go up to the next one. So you end up having a blended tax rate, meaning like some of it's at twelve percent, some of it's at twenty, some could be at the next level up. I think David's trying to look it up right now, so you can tell. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so this is just the basics. Uh, I think it's more seventy. You start at ten percent. Okay. Right. And and here's the thing: if you're single, the numbers are different than if you're married. Right, because okay, so assuming there's assuming like two there's incomes. A joint table or... and there's and table and there's a single table. Right. But the brackets are 10, 12, and then it jumps to 22, 24, and then it jumps again and goes to 32, then 35, and 37. So the Man. threshold <laughs> at 37%, if you earn more than $622,050, married get- or single? married, and okay. it's over 518400 if you're single, right. then all the dollars above that threshold are taxed at 37%. Incidentally, if we do nothing, then the current tax policy is supposed to sunset, and that level will increase to 39%. That's supposed to. And here's the gotcha. The gotcha is, for us in Oregon, where we're broadcasting from, I know some of you are listening online and around the world, but... <laughs> for the for us in Oregon, the state of Oregon also charges an income tax. And right. So, so you have
1: federal income tax and right, state income tax. And
0: the state goes for five percent up to seven percent, then to nine percent, and then ultimately, the uh, I think the highest one is like nine and a half percent. Why did I lose that? I had the calculator, and then it. <laughs> I thought it was barely, higher than that. It's not. Well, for a state? nine nine percent, and well, I don't know. See, it, it jumped on me. Because what's interesting
1: for. is the minimum state tax withholding, if you do it from IRA distributions or retirement plan distributions, is 8%. So you. you Yeah,
0: but that has nothing to do with. I know, um,
1: but I just find it fascinating if the highest. Yeah, okay. Tax brackets are different, but yeah. yeah. The,
0: the highest tax bracket, I'm, I am should know it off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's 10.5%. Uh, and Oregon also has a death tax, but that's separate right so yeah, but and you then don't there's pay also property dead. taxes and there's other <laughs> so there's lots of taxes and when we talk about most of us in Oregon uh for most folks a 9% bracket goes up to 250,000 above 250,000 i think it jumps to 10 or 10 and a half but uh um, the
1: but federally you're paying a lot fe- more so i mean you're looking at like 30 40 possibly 50% well, together in taxes. right
0: that's the thing so it's uh, It's like half your income. It's 9.9 percent is, is the tax bracket for the highest. So I was almost supposed, 10. So if you just call it 10, then you <coughs> look at this and say, uh, well, you, you've got uh, a let's say you you make as a family two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, you have a federal tax that your highest bracket is 24 percent. But then you've also got a state bracket where you're going to be at nine percent. Okay. And so then,
1: almost 35% together.
0: Yes. And then if you're a business owner, you get to pay your, an additional tax on Well, it. and actually anybody earning a wage is already paying some FICA and Medicare and Social Security right. in there too. So that's another 7.5%, I think, on top. So, yeah, it loads up, right? I mean, it, it, and and there are deductions that matter. And then what that does is it basically reduces the amount of your income that the IRS or the Oregon Treasury Department recognize as taxable. So that's what a deduction does is it just says, oh, well, I have this much money that I earn. But the deduction lowers that amount that they will consider taxable by whatever my deduction value is.
1: So this is also why companies at this time of year are looking for expenses if they have a lot of profit, right? Is there new equipment we can buy? Is there anything we can sure upgrade?
0: That's, that's a little different, but it's along the same lines. Because what happens is when a company has revenue, okay, and, and there's two different, primarily two different types of companies, right? There's a company that has its own taxes, and then there's companies that are passed through entities right so, so a the c- pass-through cr- means that the owner if the company doesn't spend the money on company stuff then, then the it goes owner. to the owner and the owner t- pays personal taxes on whatever's left
1: right so it doesn't matter whether or not he, he or she took it as yeah. a paycheck it's, that's that's why when they're it's like your paycheck.
0: corporations don't pay taxes it's like well sure they do right yeah, no, uh, i mean in our side. and but but the other corporation is a c corporation right so that's where the company pays taxes and then it has its expenses and then any profits belong to the company and they are distributed as dividends to the the, the ownership structure right so like you talk about a big like like google or apple or something well all the shareholders the profits are distributed to shareholders in the form of dividends and those dividends are taxed differently than income well they, they oftentimes are income right so so then the 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 company Will maybe not pay the tax on, but it, you know, companies do too. Like corporations have a tax that they pay, and then the profits are after the tax, and then it gets distributed from there. I just always tell folks that this is a funny thing because that's like saying, you know, uh, that the 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 corporation didn't pay the tax because if the corporation can't afford the tax, it just goes out of business, right? right. When people say Amazon doesn't pay taxes, I roll my eyes. Yeah, no, I they go, do. They pay Amazon a lot. Amazon pays tons in payroll taxes and uh, you know they may get some property tax waivers and incentives because they're bringing jobs to an area and so they're putting people to work and those people will pay taxes into the system right like is Oregon really lose if, if, you, if you lose some property taxes but you gain a whole bunch of jobs and those people all get paid and those people all pay income, income tax. taxes and they're, and you end up with more taxes from the jobs than you would have gotten from the property then is it a is it worthwhile trade to give up the property tax in order to get more tax well
1: and you're saying like you know you're acting like it's a little bit more sometimes it could be like multiples more oh, depending yeah. on how many i mean if you're talking a massive warehouse that employs hundreds or possibly even thousands, thousands of people yeah. you know versus the you know whatever ten thousand dollars or whatever it is on the more than that on the property tax like yeah it's multiples for the amount yeah. of tax that they're going to include and, in know, revenue s-
0: somewhere you know there's i'm sure county governance looking and going well yeah but the property tax we directly collect Right. Uh, income tax goes into the state coffer and it's not funneled back. All right, so it doesn't go into the same place. There's a budgeting disconnect. I understand. But,
1: but life is full of tradeoffs.
0: So the, the purpose of the, the discussion, though, is people misunderstand the way the tax works. Like taxing is not something where if I cross this line, all of a sudden my entire tax bill will go up. Right. No, you have a you have a tax bracket where you the last dollars you earn are taxed the most. But But not the the first. The the first dollar is taxed lower. And so you actually have a blended rate to get to your average. Right. Right. So your average tax rate is somewhere between the top and the bottom. Right. Because part of your money is taxed at a lower rate. The more money you make, the higher your average rate goes because, you know, you pile more and more into the top category, more and more of it gets taxed at that that top rate. So to your point, Katie, why do companies end up buying stuff? Because, because
1: they're trying to decrease their revenue so that they don't have to pay as much in tax. Yeah,
0: because company expenses reduce the company's taxable revenue. Com- yeah, taxable and revenue. And so um, this is a, a strategy. And, you know, you can say it's a loophole or whatever you want if that's your tilt. But I look at this and say, you know, why why do so many uh, – like around here we have timber companies. Why do you go buy heavy equipment? Well, because you can expense it out of the business. Now, it usually has to be amortized over a lifespan, so you don't get to expense the whole thing all at once. But it's because it's cheaper from a tax perspective to store the value in equipment and get use out of it than it would be to just give it to the government. But isn't
1: there a weird thing about equipment where it's like if it weighs over a certain amount of weight or something or there's like a one-time well, thing? There's like lots no. of little funky, I know,
0: I'm getting into the weeds. You are this. So this is <clears> one of these <throat> where... I'll, I'll tell our listeners, and then you're going like, it sounds fancy. Um, it, not all equipment qualifies for it. Not every business qualifies for it, but small businesses in particular are sometimes uh, given the ability to do what's called Section 179 depreciation. It's accelerated depreciation or bonus depreciation. It's a way to buy an asset and write the entire asset off in the year of purchase rather than spreading it out over the lifespan. This is... Like it doesn't always the, happen this is like airplanes and suvs right you know they're they have these special exemptions when the company's like well let me just buy that asset and now i don't show the income
1: well the funny thing is i remember when the hummers the original hummers not the little h2s came out and someone's like oh if you buy a hummer because that's when they were popular right like way back in the day like oh if you buy a hummer in your small business you can expense it this year and so all of a sudden there's this uptake in hummers right now here's the buying.
0: question does that make the vehicle free
1: no you still have to make the payments and you still have to buy it
0: oh it's more than that it's but but guess what i'm going to force another break on our listeners because i'm going to tell you it's not free i can tell you why but i can tell you why it may still be a good deal for a business owner too but we'll take our next obscene profit break first so let's do that and then when we come back we'll cover that but we got to go for now so this is dave Littlejohn, and katie Sheck. stick around you're listening to the true wealth on news radio
1: 1240 kqen
0: Welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. So, uh, and by the way, if you are unaware, today apparently is the most important holiday of the year.
1: It is? Yes. What holiday is that? So
0: it's a happy holiday season, right? But uh, our favorite attorney, Derek Simmons, birthday shout out to you, young man. Happy birthday, Derek. Right. So, and, you know, we know lots of great attorneys. I I tease, but, you know, Derek being a personal buddy of mine, he's been on the show a number of times. So, you know, we, we know him and love him.
1: Let's be honest. In business, it's who you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Every business owner knows somebody. Yeah, and and,
0: and and that does not mean that I would not be delighted to you refer know, be, other people. We refer people to a lot other places. attorneys. Yeah. So. but but you know what? It is an important holiday today, so uh, happy birthday, sir. We are talking about the least fun thing that we can probably talk about on the show. But I'm doing our darndest to make it interesting and relevant to you guys as listeners. If you're just joining us make sure to you know grab the podcast at littlejohnfs.com because we're we're laying out this sort of year-end planning and we're talking about some concepts. And I know that you're not excited about taxes. And guess what? Neither am I. Okay, but you, first of all, I don't know
1: anybody that's ever excited about taxes. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, right. Maybe, like some Maybe the guy collecting CD. it, but nobody's yeah. ever excited but about taxes. But you might be excited about knowing how to avoid paying more than your share. Right. Okay, and th- I... I principally believe that look if there are rules that you can take advantage of then, then do it. it's fair to do so if those rules are badly constructed then that's what our legislative and elected officials are supposed to do is improve those rules right so when you figure out there's a loophole because somebody's clever then you close the loophole does it make the person who took the loophole a bad person or no. just clever clever look i want clever right okay now if if it's if it's violating the spirit of the law improve the law now if somebody is uh flirting with it and they get called. Look, you want to go and deduct things on your taxes that you're not allowed to because you're like, I'm gonna do it Basically if you want to cheat, get you do c- it at your own risk. Because when you get caught they get
1: caught. They'll smack you yeah. on the I am not really advising badly. you
0: cheat. And in fact, no. this segment, we're not advising you to do anything. I'm trying to educate you on the system and you can put two and two together and figure out what's right for you. And heaven's sake, if you if you don't know how to do this Work with a pro that can help. Right. Right. But we are talking ideas here. Well,
1: we've been doing a lot of um assisting and tax planning and for the end of the year.
0: Because for, for business owners, you can pull a few levers between now and the end of the year because much of what you can do is expense things in tax year 2020. Right. But the tax year is almost over. So you better yeah, get you your house in order weeks. and get those expenses done. Right. Okay. <laughs> so they need to occur. In the tax year, if you are on a, and I should say, in the, using the term tax year is right.
1: Right. If you're okay? in the tax year, using the calendar.
0: Well, well your calendar a year is coming, but, 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 you know, if your fiscal year ends in some other point in time, then you better finish it by your fiscal year. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're on a calendar year. Right. And if you do, woohoo. So the point is, get your expenses done within your tax year. Right. So you've got, you know, Newsflash. That's 15, well, that's 16 days left in this year, but there's weekends in there, too. And, and people are closed and for and holidays
1: because yeah. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, Thursday, Friday, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Thursday, Friday, right? So you're looking at shorter work weeks the next couple oh, weeks yeah. coming up.
0: I've been suggesting that this is the last, really the last week of work the year week, for the market. Like the true work week. Yeah. Like for the stock market, this is it. The rest of it is going to be Light. Fewer people, lower trading volumes, more extremes typically because lower trading volume tends to amplify movement one direction or the other. I know. Crazy. So anyhow.
1: You'd think there'd be less splashing in the pond, but no.
0: No, it's the opposite because you have fewer players to, to average it out. Right. So, you know, the, the, the moves can be more extreme because the aggressiveness of the buyer or seller, there's fewer counterparties with which to absorb those trades. Right. So a very aggressive buyer or seller can blow through a small book crazy the fancy way of saying you know there's not enough buyers or sellers to absorb their orders so you have to find more extreme price more extreme buyers and sellers at the ends of the spectrum to be willing to take a whole trade so you want to sell a whole bunch and nobody's wanting to buy or sell right now it makes it dip and it going to does to crazy stuff you're gonna have to lower the price and... more aggressively to get somebody interested right so with this tax question that we had i just want to finish up a thought and then we'll kind of move on to you know getting into the next year, looking ahead to 2021. But the the, the idea is that uh, why I said that you're if you expend something out of your business, it doesn't make it free.
1: Because you still have to pay for it and it's revenue that right. you now have spent.
0: Yeah, this is the this is the one that's it's hilarious to me, and I'm not trying to gaslight uh benevolent donors here but when somebody says oh well it's tax deductible as if that somehow improves the donation (laughs) um, it does mean that it lowers your tax exposure somewhat potentially if you are itemizing your deductions right that's the first one is if you have a standard deduction and your donation doesn't bump you outside where it benefits you to itemize deductions instead of taking a standard deduction okay and again if you don't know what i'm talking about uh um, ask means your CPA. You, yeah, you can ask your tax person, but it means that if if you're the government gives you a certain amount of exemption from taxes, like hey, remember the earlier in the show I said if you make fifty thousand and the government says you get twelve thousand dollars of standard deduction. That means just take twelve grand away from fifty. So you'd have to we donate. Yeah, you have first... to donate
1: more than twelve and track it in order to yeah. get more than twelve as a deduction. Yeah.
0: It's kind of the equivalent of saying the first twelve thousand dollars that you earn is tax-free. Right. It's kind of what it's saying. But if you donate and have a deductible expenses that exceed $12,000, then that is the additional donations above that mark. And again, the standard deduction is slightly higher than 12000 But But if you donate more than the standard deduction, everything above and beyond that is going to be tax deductible and it's going to essentially give you the equivalent of a discount because it's money you wouldn't be paying tax on. So. You know, if you're in the thirty percent tax bracket, you donate a dollar, it costs you 70 cents because thirty cents would have gone to the government. Now it's not. So, de- okay, so that's true. It's it's more efficient to donate tax deductible. But if you're not going to exceed your standard deduction, that donation is just money out of your cash flow.
1: Right. Well, and by the way, charities are onto that because one of our biggest charities in town throws a massive ball every year in December on purpose. Because they know that big businesses are looking for tax deductions and they're hoping they would get big increase in contributions at that time.
0: Yeah, there's lots of reasons for it. Uh, and I think you just everybody's asking for donations all the time. And I know why I'm not demonizing that. No, just so we're clear. And there's nothing
1: wrong with donations either from a business, but we're not saying that either.
0: But, but do they what I'm suggesting say, is that tax tax deductible doesn't mean tax free no, tax the, deductible doesn't mean that it the money's free. free. Yeah, like it it's, is, it, I guess it's like you don't have to pay taxes on it, but it doesn't make. It means the money's no longer in your pocket, right? right. Hey, I had a hundred dollars. I donated it. Guess what? Now you don't have a hundred dollars.
1: Or like silly things like, oh, you should go buy a brand new car so that you get the tax write-off. Okay, so I have a $700 expense every month to write off $200. Well,
0: this one even sort of slays me when somebody says... Oh, the mortgage one. The mortgage, yeah. Hey, you should not pay off your house because you need the mortgage deduction. I go, hold the phone here (laughs) because what you're saying is I should pay somebody else interest because if the interest exceeds my standard deduction then it will give me a tax break. And I go, but I gave money to somebody else, right? I'm I'm paying with discounted dollars because I'm not paying the tax, but the interest is still money out of my pocket.
1: Right, but isn't there another way if you had your house paid off that you could still get the same deduction? Yeah, you could be benevolent and go donate it to a charity. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean,
0: so yes, you could, but there's a false assumption underneath that, I think. Okay. Which is first, if if you had the, if you have a mortgage, then you are obligated to pay the mortgage. Your cash flow is there. Right. If you pay off the mortgage, then yeah, you could get a tax deduction. But it's because you put your money elsewhere to pay off the mortgage first, right? So they're not really the same thing. It's not right. apples to apples because you're you're saying, well, you know, hey, just 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 donate to charity instead. I'm like. But if you have a mortgage, you got to pay the mortgage.
1: No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, if you paid off your mortgage, right? There's other ways to still get that same deduction that you might have had, keeping the mortgage. But then you would have the free money because you
0: yeah, but the purpose of the paying off paid the off. mortgage is now to add money back up into, cash into your budget. Flow. Yeah. Well, if if the house is supposed to be an investment, right? Then there's here's a funny. Okay, this is a. I didn't even mean to talk about this, but this is a smart concept, and we should take our last break because here's what I want to tell you guys. The a lot of people misunderstand something about homes. Like, like it's just it's a misconception about homes as an investable asset or real estate as an investable asset. But we gotta take one last break. So let's do that when we come back. I'm gonna explain why this whole mortgage thing is tough to wrap people's minds around. We'll try to unpack it. But we gotta take a break. So we'll be right back. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Katie Sheff. Got true wealth on News Radio, twelve forty KQEN. No, really, I, we ask, our listeners are smart, they can get this.
1: No, they are. It just, I'm, I want to make sure you go for it. I You're will like, try it, to help translate. Minutes. It won't even take
0: 10 <laughs> minutes. I can, you know, okay. So, it's just,
1: so this concept we're talking about mortgage and interest. And I know that when you have a mortgage in the beginning, you pay more interest and less principal, and then towards the end, you pay more principal and less interest.
0: Well, uh, and that's just because of the way mortgages are calculated. Right. Most people think that there's something exotic and sexy about it. No, a mortgage is fixed interest, right? right. But what they do is they make the payments the same the entire length of. Of time and so, in order to make the payments the same from beginning to end, then you pay more of the interest up front
1: because the bank gets paid more up front
0: because the bank's getting paid their interest. But then, as that payment occurs, then what happens is the 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 mortgage gets paid off, and so less and less of it is going to interest, and more and more is going to principal. Right. And then at the end, it's almost entirely principal. Right. Well, do you get what, the same
1: deduction every year, though?
0: No. Because your, your you're because you only paying is on the mortgage because yeah.
1: uh, it's it, the deductions yeah. based on the mortgage interest. You're so as your mortgage equity. is getting yeah. older, you're actually that did- reduct- uh,
0: Yes, each deducting year, less Sorry. each year in theory. Your your mortgage, unless it's interest only, you should be having a reduction in the amount that is. deductible Deductible from your taxes
1: now you had an aha and you were about to share and then we (laughs) went to break
0: it's not an aha so much as a did you realize okay so this is hopefully for our listeners an aha so listen carefully because we're going to go through this quickly and i'm also going to be i want you to listen carefully and don't go do something stupid. this is not advice okay but understand that when you're paying off your house okay you are storing your equity in the house right and the equity can only grow if the house grows at like the if pace the, cost that the, of the house, house increases in value right. or at the pace that you pile more in it's like a your savings account
1: and your equity is illiquid
0: well i mean you could sell it to get out of it right but essentially the amount of ownership in the house is going to be determined by the pace of your payments but you're storing your value in the house right Now, houses appreciate like other assets over time, typically, if they're paid, you know, if they're maintained and so forth. And they're in a reasonable area that typically real estate appreciates. It's no guarantee, but typically that's what happens. Yes. Here's the concept that throws people off. In theory, if you could pay interest only on your mortgage. Okay. And you negotiated, you know, the best rate you could. And what you would have paid in principle, you just put in a separate account and invested it over time that investment account would increase in value and now you have two assets working for you not one
1: but you still have the mortgage on the house though
0: yes but stay with me the house even though leveraged is increasing in value it's gaining equity through appreciation even though you're not paying it down now early on the asset that you are creating with the what would have been principal is lower but if that's compound interest your mortgage is straight line interest. So at some point, the compound interest will take over and earn faster than straight line. So in theory, you would be creating two two assets that are working for you instead of one. When they're commingled in the same house, if you will, you have a single asset that you're just adding more equity to. But and you, and that asset is appreciating, but you're you're storing your equity in the asset, so the, the equity can't work independent of the asset. Right. Now this is a fairly sophisticated uh, way to understand, and it's not and it's risky because if first of all, interest only thirty year mortgages don't exist.
1: I was gonna say, is that even an option? Because yeah. I didn't think it was an option. Yeah, they, Usually, they, interest they, only is like for four or five years. They don't
0: exist, and second, the interest is typically variable, so you now have interest rate risk third of all there are no there are, you're you're typically not going to get an interest rate arbitrage where the guaranteed rate somewhere else is lower than the rate of your mortgage right or, or I'm sorry higher so your mortgage is cheaper than the guaranteed interest you could earn somewhere else which means you're taking interest rate risk on your mortgage and interest rate risk on the other asset you're trying to grow outside of which the is why you don't see it as common it's not common at all right now if you've been online or something and seen somebody say pay your house off in seven years with the money you're already making they're using a sophisticated concept of essentially treating your equity like a variable account and you know pile all your income into it which compresses the amount uh, which builds up more equity in the house right so you're paying less interest right. then you borrow it back out the interest rate goes back up but you're essentially by, by keeping let more principal in the account as you're paying it down, it lowers your interest rate. If you do that consistently with your household budgeting, you could, in theory, lower your length of time it takes to pay off the house. It requires lots of accounting and staying on top of things. Most people won't do it. True. The concept I'm sharing with you, most people couldn't do effectively. And so I'm not advising you go out and do this, but I am suggesting that most people don't understand how interest works in a way that it would make sense to segment the asset and pull them apart and do what I just described. But academically, you it's do it. the most efficient thing you could do, especially if you could grow it in a tax-deferred environment somewhere else and then get the money back out. This is where you get like life insurance salesmen that show up, and they're like, oh, well, you could use a universal life program with this, that, and the other. And you're like, oh, you dear heavens, there. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, always be careful about you know the sophisticated sale that requires no change in tax law for the rest of your life.
1: Always okay. be careful Those about something just, that is too complicated to understand. If you do not understand it, you should think about not doing it.
0: That's a really good advice, Katie.
1: Really? Because I'm pretty sure it's pretty simple, and I'm pretty sure I heard it from Dave Ramsey. If you do not understand it, should you be doing it?
0: Because Right.
1: You, chances are you're going to screw it up somehow
0: on accident. Yeah, and here's the other thing. If the person trying to sell it to you can't explain it in a way that you believe that they understand it and you understand it, another problem. Right. right? That <laughs> like, means they
1: don't understand their product either. So, yeah
0: you know if they're involved if it involves some form of magic to make it happen <laughs> uh, and and lots and lots of pages of illustrations oh. and disclosures i'm like well, oh, well there's your sign
1: yeah and just because they have 20 pages of disclosures does not make it a better product
0: <laughs> oh 20 pages of disclosure just means you know there's a lot of gotchas in there so i am i'm in agreement i like planning to make sense and here's the thing i i will tell you guys I have met and worked with folks that have big net worths in my lifetime. Some of them have nine-figure net worths and it Some doesn't require <laughs> exotic planning. Planning, right? Now, are there lots of layers to it and do they bring in lots of pros because they have so many moving parts that it requires, you know, And a sometimes lot of it's a yeah. full-time job. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean it, so it's it's not that it's not sophisticated and it's not but but when i say exotic it's not like they're doing things that they're not getting this one
1: really weird loophole that nobody knows about in the irs tax code they're trying to do the normal things that everybody else does just on a different scale right
0: and you know most of the exotic has to do with smart and savvy business dealings and uh building a really powerful network of people and you know that's the thing and the deals just get bigger right that's the interesting thing you know if you're thinking to yourself gosh i could buy my first house two hundred thousand dollars is a big apple to bite Imagine the person that's buying a skyscraper for two hundred million. I was gonna say
1: two hundred million. So
0: the you know, the apples get bigger and then they become institutional purchases too. So a lot of people they're just you know, a CEO runs a multi-billion dollar organization. Well, they're making really big expensive decisions. So you get the idea. But bottom line and summary of the day is better understanding of taxes can lend to you know lead to better results for you personally. And so, for businesses, get in those deductions by the end of the year. There are a number of them. If you need help, give our office a call. Five four one three
1: seven five zero eight nine eight. Sorry, right. I thought that was my cue. It is your
0: cue. <laughs> so that's how you reach us. If you're just and, and if it's not us, we're going to get you in touch with tax pros that can help you. But you're, you are running out of time. Uh, and then for you personally, uh, remember you got until tax deadline of next year. And you guys, same story. They can you know you call us. We're happy to help. So. Uh, but we are out of time. They're playing the music, Katie. So I guess we better wrap it up, huh?
1: I guess so. It was right. nice talking with everybody. Happy yeah. birthday, Derek again,
0: by the way. Yep. And again, 541-375-0898 and littlejohnfs.com. Until next time. This has been David Littlejohn and Katie Shuck. And you've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.